the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We head into hour two of our daily three-hour tour. I, um, I'm, well, I guess this is how I would say it. I am privileged to welcome a new guest, Laura Stack. I caught an interview of hers last week just on the heels of me spending a week on mental health issues in this country, particularly when it applies to our youth and a lot of the condemnation from a perspective in this country that thought that we were taking mental health, we, I'll speak for myself, conservatives were taking mental health as a straw man, using mental health as a straw man. I've been in, the, in, in, in it for 20 years. It's no straw man to me. It's a deadly serious element to the youth violence we are seeing. And I was delighted to see this person, Laura Stack, being interviewed on a few different platforms talking about what she knows about it, her experience, and her research. Laura Stack is a Hall of Fame keynote speaker. She is a productivity and performance expert with a lot of books to her credit, including one I know she wishes she didn't have to write. We'll talk about all of this right now. Laura, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, Seth. I am so thrilled to be here and happy to get the word out any way I can. You betcha. Uh, Thank you for doing it. Thank you for uh, taking um, a tragedy in your life and using it to help educate others. Um, You have an organization called Johnny's Ambassadors. Johnny'sAmbassadors.org is the website. Uh, J-O-H-N-N-Y-S, Ambassadors.org. Take it from the top, Laura. Uh, Talk to me about Johnny, and then let's get into... uh, how our kids are not, despite the who, all right. Absolutely. You know, we started Johnny's Ambassadors after, sadly, our 19-year-old son, Johnny, died by suicide after he became psychotic from dabbing high-potency marijuana concentrates and vapes where we live in our home state of Colorado. He first used marijuana when he was 14, and he died at 19. It was a five-year road through hell and addiction and uh, psychosis and, and ultimately his ultimate act of self violence, taking his own life, saying in his journals that the mob was after him and the FBI was after him and that everyone knew everything about him. He'd become so paranoid, he decided to escape the the situation that he said to me three days before he died, I ruined my mind and my life with marijuana. And we are just trying really hard to get the warning out to other parents, other teens, communities, um, on a mission really to educate about the very real dangers of today's high-potency THC products, which many people don't understand and don't even know about because so many of us parents, I grew up in the 80s, I used weed a couple times, you know, we think, ah, you know, it's just weed. I used it 
um, no big deal, didn't hurt me, not understanding uh, that today's product sets are completely different. Yeah, what would be the analog? I don't have it exactly, but it would be about like drinking a um, a can of beer versus drinking, uh, I don't know, five shots of Jack Daniels. A fifth of Everclear. Yeah, um, yeah. So the difference is an old-fashioned joint, uh, 2 to 5% THC, tetrahydrocannabinol, the psychoactive ingredient in pot, uh, 2 to 5% up until the 2000s Woodstock weed, as we called it, yep. uh, a joint 5 milligrams. Today, a dab, which is a hit the size of a pinhead of an extracted THC chemical concentrate in a dab rig, 100 to 200 milligrams in a dab. So one dab is 20 to 40 joints. All at once from before. So in the same way you can take cocaine and turn it into crack, yeah. they make marijuana into crystal, into shatter, into dab, into butter, batter, live resin, live sugar. Products that you will be blown away if you just set foot in a dispensary and take the time to get educated and really understand what our kids got. Laura, I want to walk through this slowly with some folks, if I can, uh, a little bit and define a few terms that they may be unfamiliar with. Because, yeah, there is a whole new dictionary needed for the new marijuana and the way it's being used and what it does to the adolescent mind. We'll get to all of that seriatim. Let me start with asking you, if you don't mind, audience, you, you, for our audience, you use two phrases maybe that they may be unfamiliar with, uh, shatter and dabbing. Would you, would you just say what those things are? Absolutely. A dab means a tiny bit, literally, of a concentrated marijuana extract. Dabbing, therefore, is the verb meaning to inhale the vapors, the chemicals from a concentrated marijuana extract. What they do is they take the plant and they run a solvent through it, butane, propane, ethanol, and that breaks off the trichomes on the buds that contain the chemical, the cannabinoid, THC. The THC then and the solvent are filtered to attempt to remove the solvent back out, and then they process that um, mixture into additional distillates, very similar to how you distill, you know, vodka, five distilled, right, to make more pure. And so in, in its raw form, like a BHO, butane hash oil or honey oil, might be a 60% pure uh, concentrate. It, it looks like earwax or beeswax in its raw form, but then they can put these distillates, say, in vapes and make an 80-90% THC vape, right? The kids are saying, oh, mom, it's okay. I'm just vaping. Well, they're not talking about Juul here. They're not Right. Talking about nicotine, they're talking about highly potent vapes. They can put them in edibles. So they tend to name the concentrates by how they look. Okay. All right? Yeah. So when you hear shatter, well, that looks like an amber glass. Like if you dropped it, it looks like it might break. Butter looks like a cake batter. Um, there's sugar, literally looks like sugar. Crystal, 99% pure THC rock um, that you smoke in the same way one would smoke a, a smokable ca a cocaine or crack. Um, so these are newfangled products. If you are older than about mm, 25 years old, you may not even be aware of them. But believe me, 
our kids know about them in Colorado, uh, we are seeing skyrocketing use while the use of flour is declining from 2015 to 2019. Dabs are up. Edibles are up. Uh, by by flour, you up. mean the typical weed joint. That's the uh, weed, just, yeah, what people mm-hmm, right. That people like, smoked at Woodstock, right. Exactly. You betcha. Put it in a joint, pass it around. Oh, but here's important. Back then, it was 2 to 5%. Right. Today, the average marijuana flower is about 15 to 18% in Colorado. You can buy 25 and 30% THC right. weed right. flower. Right. So it's all potent. Yeah, you can buy double what it has tripled from, basically, Correct. in the 1980s. One joint today is about 7 to 10 old-fashioned joints. Right. And then you really get into trouble with the with the concentrates, the dabbing and the right. vape. That takes it to another accelerated level. Oh, now, okay, yeah. thank you for that. We're talking to Laura Stack. She is uh, uh, a business consultant and author uh, for the purposes of our interview. She is also the founder of Johnny's Ambassadors, johnnysambassadors.org. Laura, um, the other part I wanted to talk to you about is half the audience will probably have heard what you said and say, you know, I just don't believe it. Mar- Marijuana is supposed to relax you. It's not supposed to energize, activate, catalyze you into violent behavior. That having been said, I have to tell you, I think in any presentation I've been to where I talk along these lines where there are medical professionals, every medical professional knows that what you said is something they have seen. They all know this, especially emergency department physicians. They know what you're talking about. Most adults don't. Say something about that notion that too many people are still wrestling with. That is to say marijuana is just nothing more than, you know, a better sleeping pill. I think back in the 60s and Woodstock, 70s, 80s, 90s, into the 2000s, until these products became so extreme, uh, we didn't see the level right. of addiction. We didn't see the psychosis. It wasn't even added into the Diagnostics and Statistical Manual for Psychiatrists as an addiction, cannabis use disorder, until the very last revision, the DSM-5. So that's why we didn't hear of this, because at the low-potency level, it didn't cause as much harm, but this is a dose-dependent relationship. So anything as defined by science, over 10% is considered high potency. That's where we started seeing the addiction increases, the mental health increases. They think, oh, you know, these kids are they're so stressed, they're self-medicating. Well, they need to understand that in Colorado, you only have to be 18 years old. You go see your pot shop doc. You say, oh, I got a backache or I have a migraine. You get written your spiffy new medical marijuana card for a few hundred bucks. You legally walk into a dispensary at 18 years old. You buy your shatter and you go to your high schooler and your peers and you sell it. It is a party drug. Hold that thought right there at the party. Yeah, hold it right there. I have to take a quick commercial break. Let me pick up on that when we come back and talk about the psychosis and violence connection to it all as well. I'm Seth Liebson. She's Laura Stack, johnnysambassadors.org. Be right back. An award-winning keynote speaker, business trainer, best-selling author. She is the founder of a co-founder of an organization called Johnny's Ambassadors, johnnysambassadors.org, uh, based in the tragedy that took place in her life with her child's uh, use of um, 
use of marijuana that ended up uh, leading him to take his own life. Laura, as I was just saying before the break, medical professionals know this. Um, anyone who's read your book or Alex Berenson's book, they 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 see all the research that 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 the psychiatric and emergency department uh, physicians have been saying for some years now about admissions to emergency departments for uh, particularly adolescent and youth marijuana use. Um, we're trying to understand triggers for and causes of the youth violence we are now seeing. I think there's a lot to it, a lot that goes into it. But one of the angles that most of the media, blessedly not Fox, where I saw you interviewed, and blessedly not the Wall Street Journal, but for the most part, most journalists don't want to get into this. Uh, we in Tucson had the Gabby Giffords shooting. Uh, there was the Aurora, Colorado shooting. There was the Pulse nightclub shooting. There was the First Baptist Church shooting. There was the Stoneman Doug- Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School shooting. And there was, of course, what we all now uh, are still grappling with, which was the Uvalde shooting. Marijuana involved in each and every one of them, and no one wants to talk about it. Well, of course not, because the marijuana industry is in the back pockets of the media, and they don't want to blame anything uh, except anything they can control. And, and sadly, uh, they are the ones that are sponsoring this march forward of legalization um, that we are seeing in our country, and they don't want anything to put the brakes on that. The marijuana industry relies on addicting our children. Um, we know from our scientific advisory board, one of our doctors, Dr. Karen Randall, uh, is an emergency room physician in Pueblo, Colorado, and she said every day teens come in with acute psychosis, overdoses, comas, poisonings, acute intoxication, and that often they are so violent that they have to be sedated. Um, they're completely out of their minds. Um, we, we do believe, and in fact, the New York Times retracted it, um, that, you know, and so we don't know, we haven't seen a toxicology report yet, but I would not be surprised at all if the Uvalde shooter did indeed use marijuana as, uh, as reported by one of the friends, saying that the grandmother wouldn't allow him to use his right. weed and that he got very upset. Right. Um, you know, I would not want to see uh, a gun in the hands of my son at the time he was using. He was uh, volatile. He was scary. We, we put locks on our bedroom doors, uh, not knowing at any time if he would show up in the middle of the night with a gun in our bedroom. I mean, we just don't, we couldn't trust him. Uh, he did He did push me and put his hands on me a couple of times. They're just so unpredictable. And that's because their brains until 25 for women and 28 to 30 uh, for young men are still forming. And we have a special receptor in our brain called the cannabinoid one receptor in our brain um, that binds, unfortunately, to THC, allows THC molecule to bind to that receptor and trick our brain rather than our natural uh, neurotransmitter called anandamide that normally regulates that system. So it gets 
in there and it's sticky. It doesn't dissolve as fast as anandamide does and the anandamide production goes down, which makes the child more moody when it gets into the amygdala, uh, very rich in CB1 receptors that normally regulate emotions and fear. It makes them paranoid, uh, makes them very anxious, makes them believe people are watching them. And now that we've been doing this nonprofit for two years, we have seen hundreds of cases like this, and they all sound the same. Johnny called me to tell me that his phone was bugged, that his dorm room was bugged, um, that people were listening to him. So it is a very specific type of paranoia that sets them off. And you would think, well, you know, people think, oh, well, that's because, you know, they were already going to become uh, mentally ill or psychotic. We had Johnny tested for genes, no psychosis in our family, no genetic predisposition. We now know and scientists say that marijuana toxicity at these levels can cause psychosis, can cause anxiety, depression, all of the false narrative that's out there that this magic, quote, natural, wonderful, legal herb, right, is supposed to cure. But when you see it at the levels of the the um, potency and the dosage being so high, they're THC is just off the chart in their bloodstream, so it's not a wonder that they would act that way. It can create psychosis, psychotic episodes, and of course that can create violence. You you in Colorado uh, have been kind of a ground zero, te- uh, ground zero test for all this. There was a uh, headline the other day, Denver records highest number of homicides since 1981 as arguments, domestic violence, and drugs fuel the killings. There's yeah, only really not, one drug at play in Denver, isn't there? Yeah, well, and it's not shocking that now the opioid crisis, uh, it is the number one predictor, lifetime marijuana use, yep. whether a teen will have abused opioids in the past 30 days, um, crashes are way up, emergency room visits, mental health for every dollar we take in here in Colorado, we spend four and a half dollars on all of these other factors um, that are the outcomes of legalizing here. And it's not just Colorado. I mean, it's everywhere. And if we would actually open our eyes and listen to other countries, Denmark just showed uh, that due to the introduction of marijuana in their country from 1995 to 2010, they have gone from a schizophrenia rate of 2% to 8% in their 7 million population. So we no longer know, uh, don't know, is it a chicken-egg thing? We know the marijuana is causing the psychosis, the mental health issues, and sadly, a sevenfold increase in suicidality. Laura, I have only two minutes left with you. This will be a down payment. I'll have you on again um, as you would like. But yes. in, the, in, the, in the next minute and a half or so, talk to parents about what to look for and what to no longer believe anymore about what they're told from the mainstream media about violence, drugs, and, 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 their, and their children. Well, the main thing is to please get educated. We have toolkits, videos, one sheets, um, unlimited resources that you can learn yourself so that you can have an intelligent conversation with your child and say, wow, you know, I had no idea about these things. I thought marijuana was relatively harmless, and I'm learning about the newfangled THC products that were out there. Have you heard of dabbing, right? right. Initiate this type of conversation 
generation, research shows very clearly how influential parents are if they believe their parents are indifferent to marijuana use versus setting clear no-use boundaries. Their child is far more likely to pick up the habit. And, of course, don't use it yourself. A parent who uses marijuana has a child 80% more likely to become a marijuana user himself or herself. Um, so I would really tell them there is no safe level of THC in the developing adolescent brain. Do not believe the false narrative. It does not help their stress. It makes their anxiety worse. It causes depression. It can trigger mental illnesses such as bipolar. And unfortunately, if they don't stop using, if they do become psychotic, it can convert into permanent schizophrenia. So never buy, condone, or allow the use of any marijuana from your child ever at all. Laura Stack, thank you. Thank you for yes. what you're doing. Thank you for doing this with us. Johnny'sAmbassadors.org. Laura, until next time, Godspeed and God bless. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much, Seth. I'd love to come back. You will. Take care. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. I am Seth Liebson. Pete Townsend, I was referencing it earlier, I had a song, The Kids Are All Right. The Kids are seemingly increasingly not all right. Scottsdale uh, Unified School District is its own special and unique problem here. Who knew it would happen in Scottsdale? Well, those who were paying attention. One of the people paying attention is Shiri Sapir. She is a candidate for superintendent of public instruction. ShiriSapir.com is her website if you want to learn more about her. S-H-I-R-Y-S-A-P-I-R. Shiri, welcome back to the show. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. How are you? I am fine. Thank you. I don't know where to begin. I guess I'll start with the latest. Uh, A lot of us who went through uh, high schools here in Arizona, like myself, we remember things like Anytown, the Anytown Leadership Camp. A bunch of parents in Scottsdale Unified uh, were surprised to learn about uh, some of the stuff that's going on at Anytown, including a sexual orientation exercise. Describe what's going on in Scottsdale. Describe Anytown and talk to us about what this is all about, Shiri. So Anytown uh, is supposedly a leadership camp that's taking place in Prescott. Uh, Sadly Unified was just promoting it uh, to the parents. And then uh, on top of that, from FOIA requests, uh, we found that they, uh, different counselors and social workers and teachers uh, at SUSD were talking about via email about adopting some of that uh, sexual orientation exercises and curriculum or whatever you want to call it. Uh, to bring to their um, clubs, sexual clubs, GSA and others in the schools. So this was not given yet to the students that we know of in Scottsdale, but from FOIA requests, we found that that's what they were planning to do. And if they, but if students do go to any town, if they do go to the any town leadership camp, they will be exposed to this. Yeah, It, it appears that way. Yes. So people have an understanding of what's going on. I want to refer them to a website, ArizonaDailyIndependent.com. They can see the story on this. They can see the questionnaire that public school children are getting. I'll just give you one question, I mean, uh, that, that that's being offered to children. I mean, all of them are awful. Here's just a sample. If you've never slept with a person of the same sex, is it possible that all you need is a good gay lesbian lover? This is what we're asking of high school students, Sherry? 
I mean, I don't understand how these people are getting away with it. That's right. And I am going to have a roundtable with some law enforcement uh, this month uh, talking about school safety issues and security issues that I'm, I'm looking to uh, implement once in office. But we need to understand how they're getting away with it because I do know that there are laws in the book that prevent adults from engaging in sexual uh, conversations with children, uh, bring profanity or sexuality to them. It's class four felony, actually, according to the statute 33506. So I'm not sure how they're getting away with it, but I would like to find out. And we need to put an end to this because I can tell you if I sent my child to a camp and that was the information and the exercise that they brought. I mean, when I'm thinking about camp, they're climbing on trees and right. running around right. in the river. And, right. and you know, that's, that's what I'm thinking, making campfire, you know, campfire and, and, and eating marshmallows. Right. That's what I'm thinking I'm sending my child to. This is absolutely uh, just... Uh, I, I, unacceptable on every level and we have to put a stop to this because they're just they're very loose with this they just they're just going all in and uh there's no ramifications for their actions so why why would they stop i want to talk more about what this means to children in uh after the commercial break it's a short segment uh sherry if you can stay one more segment with me i want to plummet a little more with you but the Arizona Department of Education uh an office you're you're running for to 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 superintend they are they 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 aren't innocent on this. They have chat rooms uh, that they are sponsoring as well for uh, Arizona teens about this stuff. Yes, they are, and uh, I can tell you, day one, I will remove any of that uh, information from our website and the Department of Education. I I don't understand why we're not demanding, and why our lawmakers are not demanding answers from the superintendent as to what is the academic purpose to facilitate QCHIPs with adults who are not even professional or licensed in any way, shape, or form for LGBT community talking to children at all ages from age 10 up with, you know, they have an escape button in the chat room so they can get out right away if a parent walks into the room. Yeah. Yeah, everything about this is to conceal from the parents what's going on. Everything. All right, let me let me hit the quick commercial break, Shiri. Uh, we'll come back. We'll talk about it a little bit more at length in just a moment. Shiri Sapir is our guest candidate for superintendent of public instruction. ShiriSapir.com, her website. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. I am Seth Leapson. Privileged to have Shiri Sapir with us. She is a candidate for superintendent of public instruction for the state of Arizona. ShiriSapir.com is her website. S H I R Y S A P I R. Note for the record, she is my candidate for superintendent of public ex, uh, public instruction. Shiri, can you hear me? Okay, are you still there? Bill, we may have a problem with the audio on her end. Can you double-check on that real quick? One of the things, while you're double-checking on that for me, thank you, one of the things I want to alert people to about the story we are covering with Shiri is that if you go to the Arizona Daily Independent, just look for the story titled Scottsdale Unified Accused of Using Unitown Club as Cover for Gender Identity Propaganda. Sherry, we have you back. Thank you. Appreciate it. Sorry for the uh, 
uh, glitch. Uh, Sherry, talk to me generally about what has happened over seemingly the last two years where maybe it's been a little bit longer, but we seem to have lost our collective minds in this country where a goodly portion of education professionals seem to think it's not only perfectly fine to discuss sexual themes with young children in schools, but that's that it's offensive when those of us who are against it say that we're against it. I am seeing teacher after teacher talking about how important it is to discuss their sex lives with their children. I remember zero of this growing up, zero of it. And yet I also do remember study after study after study, a unanimity of studies that shows the dangers of age inappropriate sexual thematics given to children. Can you talk to me about what's going on with our schools right now and our children and sexualized themes? Absolutely. No, I think, you know, even on that sexual orientation exercise, it says the goals are to reduce homophobia and discrimination based on sexual orientation. So, the Trojan horse that they've been able to bring sexuality of any kind in front of our children has been the LGBTQ community because it makes you defend yourself uh, as, you know, homophobe or whatever the case may be if you don't accept that notion. The problem with this is that we as parents say we don't want any kind of sexuality coming in front of our children, not heterosexual, not homosexual, not bestiality, not masturbation. I don't care how that act is being done. We don't want any of it in front of our kids. And for some reason, right now, a lot of people are still not awake to this. But as they're waking awake, uh, getting awake a little bit, uh, they're pushing back at us and saying, well, you know, you can't do this. We really do need to make sure that all these children are are aware of the dangers of of not knowing. And, And it's all a lie. And we have to say, you know what? We just don't want this in our schools. We don't want this in front of minors. And it doesn't matter what you're going to be calling us. This is not about appeasing you. It's about the innocence of our children. Once you lose your innocence, it's gone forever. And we can't afford this as parents to let our children lose their innocence while we pay for it in the government schools. The grooming that's going on, and some would say, well, grooming is when you just, it's just the end. They're just trying to get to have a sexual act with a child. No, grooming is creating that bonding and getting these children to rely on these adults and normalizing things that are not normal and crossing boundaries that should not be crossed and trapping our kids with this bond and isolate them from their families. This is all the process of grooming any day of the week, and they can tell me that this is not happening in our schools. And the end result is going to be very confused children. The suicide rate right now, the drug abuse rate right now, show us that this movement is not leading to more productive, more successful, more academically excellent children, but the other way around. So we have to put a stop to this. Sherry, forgive me for saying this, um, but I have to tell you, when I'm watching some of these videos that are put out by Libs of TikTok or I'm seeing some of these teachers, particularly on television because of this from the state of Florida, it appears to me that a lot of this has nothing to do, frankly, with the children, the students in schools. It has to do with soothing 
the anxieties and the issues of these teachers, quite honestly, that they are using children almost as their support staff, that we have inverted the adult and the child in the classroom with some of these teachers. Does this make any sense the way I'm pitching it to you? Absolutely. We've seen uh, more and more teachers coming out of the closet in front of their children and celebrating that. I'm really sorry, but it has nothing to do with being gay or not being gay. For any adult to feel that they need to come in front of 10-year-olds and celebrate their sexuality or whatever it is in their life that is significant to them, if that's the audience that they need, that captive audience is what they need to celebrate themselves, it's pathetic, and they need mental health help. I, I think it really it has nothing to do, even if it was another issue, if it, even if it was finding your heterosexuality, you don't bring it in front of the kids. But Seth, you have to understand the agenda is clear. They want to sexualize our kids. They want to normalize and sensitize them to accept things that we absolutely don't want them to accept or feel are normal. The conversations about sexuality of any kind is unacceptable within adults, between a minor and adult, especially uh, unbeknownst to the parents, and especially when they're trying to conceal that from the parents. Uh, another thing that was going to come out this week probably is in that FOIA request in Scottsdale. Okay, some of the attachments, we cannot find the email yet, and we requested it, and the uh, legal counsel in Scottsdale did not provide this to us yet. But one of the attachments has a um, um, blank a, um, hormone intake application. Okay. And we're asking the question, why does SUSD need to have that floating around in the district's emails? Why do they need an intake, a hormone intake application where there is no parental consent signature on there? There's only the applicant, uh, the patient name, and the, wit- and the witness to that. What is, what is that form there for? So we see across the country that we have parents suing districts and suing uh, Department of Health for giving hormones to the children without them knowing, without their consent, for actually performing um, transgender surgeries on their children without them knowing. This is where we're getting to here in Arizona. We have to say that we can't allow this to happen because I I don't know about you, but I would be very upset if somebody is giving um, hormones to my child without me knowing. And and, and this whole drive where you are seeing schools after school after school trying to uh, keep it from the parents and, in fact, strutting about the fact that they will keep these confidences of the kids so that the parents are unaware. It's a very, very odd use of our children we have been putting them through, Shiri, when you think about what we convulsed them with through COVID, what we convulsed them through with racial issues, and now what we're convulsing them through with age-inappropriate material on sexuality. I just, I think, you know, Beware a society that uses its children to play out adult political games. And God bless you for standing up to it and standing up against it. Thanks for spending some time with us, Shiri. Let me give out your website one more time, shirisapir.com, S-H-I-R-Y-S-A-P-I-R.com. Shiri, thank you for joining us today, as always. Thank you. Thank you so much. You betcha. Yeah, that's the right song, Tragedy, Bee Gees. We'll be right back.
be a part of it as well. InvestYRefi.com or give them a call at 855-316-3087. They are a uh, local company. You can visit them. They won't give you a sales pitch. They'll just tell you what they're up to and what they're doing, how they do it, and let it speak for itself. Uh, this war against children is something that uh, may be the cultural front that we will be fighting on for an awfully long time unless we arrest it right now, right now. It has been going on for a while. You've heard me quote Hannah Arendt in the 50s. She noticed it in her uh, essay on children and education, and she used the word progressive education. She used the phrase progressive education. She said the caricature of progressive education is the abolishment of the authority of adults, denying adult responsibility for the world in which to in which they are bearing their children, refusing the duty of guiding children into it, and coming to the point where we use children to change and improve the world by having our political battlefields fought out in their schoolyards, our adult political battlefields fought out in their schoolyards. Meantime, People try and talk about this. I don't know how many of you are familiar with uh, Ali Beth Stuckey. She does a lot of this on Twitter. She does a lot of this on podcast. Twitter suspended her yesterday for this tweet. Okay, here's the tweet. Ready? I'm going to read it verbatim in hack verba. I'm stunned that Fox News ran a segment celebrating a girl whose parents transitioned her into a boy when she was five because she apparently told them she was a boy before she could even talk. Absolutely maddening. Heartbreaking. That got her suspended from Twitter. That got her suspended from Twitter. When you think about how we're going to be governing ourselves on a going forward basis in this country, think about the criminalization and the censorship of speech on the most important issues of the day. And remember Robert Jackson's warning. We do government here by the consent of the people. We don't manufacture the consent of the people by dictate from the government. But I'm afraid that's the road we're on right now. It needs to be changed. The true progressive, C.S. Lewis said, is the man who knows he's on the wrong path and turns away first. Let's be those kinds of true progressives. I'm Seth Liebson. Monologue coming up. We'll be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 